This is a conspiracy channel. Welcome to the Hush Channel. If you see something, no, you don't. If you hear something, no, you did not. And if it calls your name, no, it didn't. There are things in the woods, in the mountains, that are not human. Tonight, we embark on yet another tape in the Appalachian After Dark series. This time, we detail the moon-eyed people of Cherokee narrative. Fort Mountain State Park is located in Murray County in northwestern Georgia near its border to North Carolina and Tennessee and between the Georgian cities of Chatsworth and Elijah. Founded in 1938, it is named for a very ancient 885-foot-long rock wall that is up to seven feet high in some places, which marks the separation between its North Peak and the southern end of Fort Mountain. Fort Mountain is a small mountain range at the southern end of the Appalachian Mountains within the Chattahoochee National Forest. Georgia's Department of Natural Resources cites this 885-foot-long wall as being built in earlier times as fortifications against more hostile groups or for ancient ceremonies. There is also another theory that it was built by the Spanish colonizer Hernando de Soto to defend against the Creek people around 1540 AD. This wall dons the name of the Fort Mountain Rock Fort. However, the Cherokee of the land tell of another tale. And given that Hernando de Soto was only in the area for less than two weeks, he is an unlikely candidate for this fortification and its construction. The Cherokee tell of a people called the Moon-Eyed People. They were described as being little people, short in stature, flat-faced, bearded, with pale white milky skin, with big blue eyes. Eyes so blue that they were so extremely sensitive to light to the point that they were biologically rendered to being nocturnal and only coming out at nighttime. Yet even then, they were unable to see during certain nights such as that of the full moon due to the brightness of the moon in such particular phases. They were said to be a mound dwelling and building people and by some accounts a subterranean race whose fallen tears would turn into cross-shaped stones. However, the Cherokee did not view the moon-eyed people as gods nor spirits or supernatural by any means, but as human, stating that the moon-eyed people were in these lands prior to even their arrival. Regarding their human nature, there is yet another theory. It is believed that Christopher Columbus was not the first European to reach the Americas, but rather the Welsh, which sort of coincides with the theory that Vikings arrived on the American continent prior to Columbus, as the Vikings originated in modern-day Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. But they also settled in England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Iceland, Greenland, other parts of the European mainland, and apparently North America as well. It has also been determined that Viking is not a race nor ethnic group, but rather a job, both their job or way of life being that of pirating. According to Legends of America, Welsh Prince Madoc Ab Owain Gwynedd and his brother Rerid fled from Wales in 1170 AD due to a civil war between their brothers. These brothers sailed west, eventually arriving on the shores of North America, where the two established a settlement before Prince Maddox returned to Wales to bring more people across the Atlantic with them. The two brothers would indeed disappear from historical record by oral histories of their 
beat by way of song will remain prevalent going forward. Centuries later, Welsh settlers will find uncanny similarities between their culture and that of the indigenous of America, like the stone forts that reminded them of those built by their Welsh ancestors back home, and even that some of the indigenous had pale skin and blue eyes, as well as prevalent markers of their very own Welsh language inside the language of the indigenous, specifically those of the Monacan language. The Monacan were the original inhabitants of Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and Ohio. When the pilgrims at Jamestown, Virginia first explored the James River in May of 1607, they learned that the James River Monacan, along with their northern Manahawk allies on the Rappahannock River, controlled the area of the Piedmont between the fall line where present-day Richmond, Virginia has developed and the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Monacan are one of the groups who have been conjectured to be considered Welsh Indians. The problem is that the Welsh can see during daytime and historically have always been able to do so even though they have blue eyes, eyes which are less receptive to light than their darker hued brown eyed counterparts. Despite this, they can still come outside during the day and are not rendered to being nocturnal human beings with the issue of seeing during larger moon phases. The Welsh at adult height and full development on average are not two to three feet tall in height either. Neither now nor historically have they been known to be so. Two things can be true at the same time and unrelated as well. That being that the pre-Columbian arrival of the descendants of the Welsh royalty brothers and company and also the reality of the moon-eyed people, they are not mutually exclusive but they are likely separate occurrences. Could this be a conflation or possibly a manipulation of history that occurred due to the charity he's late arrival to the area and influenced by white colonizers as the Cherokee were actually considered one of the five civilized tribes. As them along with the Choctaw, Chickasaw, Creek, and Seminole indigenous were the groups who had developed extensive economic ties with the whites and also assimilated into their culture by way of speaking English, converting to Christianity, adopting European clothing, and even owning enslaved Africans. Among the five civilized tribes, the Cherokee were actually identified as being one of the most advanced in terms of assimilation. Besides that, the Cherokee were not initially inhabitants of the southeastern woodlands of present-day Virginia, southeastern Tennessee, western North and South Carolina, and northeastern Georgia. No, they had only migrated from the Great Lakes region of the northern United States near Michigan to the southeastern woodlands in the late 1700s according to their very own oral tradition. Meanwhile, the other indigenous groups had inhabited the southeast much, much longer, as far as over 12,000 plus years longer. So it is feasible that had the Welsh prince and his brother arrived circa 1170 AD, they of course would have arrived to the area prior to the southern migration of the Cherokee who foretell of the moon-eyed people predating their arrival to the land. Their arrival to the land being the late 1700s. 
By the time of the late 1700s, there were not only just the Welsh on the continent, but there were a lot of European colonizer groups creeping and crawling and inching their way throughout the whole of the Americas. After Christopher Columbus's streamlined arrival in 1492 AD, by the late 1700s, the transatlantic slave trade had even been in place almost 150 plus years. It seems that the Creek people did not take kindly to the moon-eyed people's presence on their land. And this is how it is likely true that the moon-eyed people were indeed human as the Cherokee state. Because unlike other stories involving the Creek and their respect for entities that lurk the land, rather benevolent or malevolent, the Creek did not hold the same sentiment of respect for the moon-eyed people at all. In fact, the Cherokee state, the Fort Mountain Wall, is said to have been built by these little people to defend their domain from outside threats and invaders such as that of the Creek. And following this very same narrative, it is said that it was in fact the Creek people who waited until a night where the moon was full and too bright for the moon-eyed people and drove them out of their caves, driving them west into the Smoky Mountains, never to be seen again. During the 1800s, Tennessee Governor John Sevier spoke with the Cherokee chief Okotosota about the wall. The chief told him that the wall was first built by the white men from across the Great Water. All that said, it is still possible that there were actually moon-eyed people who were indeed ancient to the land, ancient as in predating the other indigenous as well, who really could not see during the daytime and certain phases of the moon. These would be the real albino, large, blue-eyed, short-statured, subterranean, mound-building, cave-dwelling race of people who likely retreated to their subterranean homes after the colonizers became more prevalent and the construction of settlements became plentiful. These same people would fall into the category of little people and other groups who are believed to have built the mysterious mounds prevalent in the region of the Great Lakes, the Ohio River Valley, and the Mississippi River. The Creek people would not have ran these benevolent and ancient moon-eyed people off in the same manner that they did the humans from Wales who crossed onto their lands circa 1170 AD, or even the same way that they warred with the Cherokee people who were foreign to the Creeks as well upon their arrival to the southeastern woodlands from the Great Lakes region region in the late 1700s. During the 1840s, while clearing his land, a farmer found two three-foot-tall creatures carved from a block of soapstone centuries ago by what seems to be laborious pecking with a harder rock. The creatures were conjoined like Siamese twins with dished-in faces, no arms, and round eyes. Eyes that were indeed too big for their heads. Some people even believe that this figure was a depiction of aliens. Given their likeness to the greys of the alien race. This carving and the cross-shaped stone tears of the moon-eyed people are displayed today at the Cherokee County Historical Museum in Murphy, North Carolina. End of tape.